Section 25 of Some Answered Questions. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicholas James Bridgewater. Some Answered Questions by Abdul Baha. Translated by Laura Clifford Barney. Chapter 61 the immortality of the spirit too yesterday we were occupied in discussing the immortality of the spirit know that the power and the comprehension of the human spirit are of two kinds that is to say they perceive and act in two different modes one is through instruments and organs thus with this eye it sees with this ear it hears with this tongue it talks such is the action of the spirit and the perception of the reality of man by means of organs that is to say that the spirit is the seer through the eyes the spirit is the hearer through the ear the spirit is the speaker through the tongue the other manifestation of the powers and actions of the spirit is without instruments and organs for example in the state of sleep without eyes it sees without an ear it hears without a tongue it speaks without feet it runs briefly these actions are beyond the means of instruments and organs how often it happens that it sees a dream in the world of sleep and its signification becomes apparent two years afterwards in corresponding events in the same way how many times it happens that a question which one cannot solve in the world of wakefulness is solved in the world of dreams in wakefulness the eye sees only for a short distance but in dreams he who is in the east sees the west awake he sees the present in sleep he sees the future in wakefulness by means of rapid transit at the most he can travel only twenty farsakhs an hour note one farsakh is equivalent to about four miles End note in sleep in the twinkling of an eye he traverses the east and west for the spirit travels in two different ways without means which is spiritual traveling and with means which is material traveling as birds which fly and those which are carried in the time of sleep this body is as though dead it does not see nor hear it does not feel it has no consciousness no perception that is to say the powers of man have become inactive but the spirit lives and subsists nay its penetration is increased its flight is higher and its intelligence is greater to consider that after the death of the body the spirit perishes is like imagining that a bird in a cage will be destroyed if the cage is broken though the bird has nothing to fear from the destruction of the cage our body is like the cage and the spirit is like the bird 
we see that without the cage this bird flies in the world of sleep therefore if the cage becomes broken the bird will continue and exist its feelings will be even more powerful its perceptions greater and its happiness increased in truth from hell it reaches a paradise of delights because for the thankful birds there is no paradise greater than freedom from the cage that is why with utmost joy and happiness the martyrs hasten to the plain of sacrifice in wakefulness the eye of man sees at the utmost as far as one hour of distance note it is a persian custom to reckon distance by time End note. because through the instrumentality of the body the power of the spirit is thus determined but with the inner sight and the mental eye it sees america and it can perceive that which is there and discover the conditions of things and organize affairs if then the spirit were the same as the body it would be necessary that the power of the inner sight should also be in the same proportion therefore it is evident that this spirit is different from the body and that the bird is different from the cage and that the power and penetration of the spirit is stronger without the intermediary of the body now if the instrument is abandoned the possessor of the instrument continues to act for example if the pen is abandoned or broken the writer remains living and present if a house is ruined the owner is alive and existing this is one of the logical evidences for the immortality of the soul there is another this body becomes weak or heavy or sick or it finds health it becomes tired or rested sometimes the hand or leg is amputated or its physical power is crippled it becomes blind or deaf or dumb its limbs may become paralyzed briefly the body may have all the imperfections nevertheless the spirit in its original state in its own spiritual perception will be eternal and perpetual it neither finds any imperfection nor will it become crippled but when the body is wholly subjected to disease and misfortune it is deprived of the bounty of the spirit like a mirror which when it becomes broken or dirty or dusty cannot reflect the rays of the sun nor any longer show its bounties we have already explained that the spirit of man is not in the body because it is freed and sanctified from entrance and exit which are bodily conditions the connection of the spirit with the body is like that of the sun with the mirror briefly the human spirit is in one condition it neither becomes ill from the diseases of the body nor cured by its health it does not become sick nor weak nor miserable nor poor nor light nor small that is to say it will not be injured because of the infirmities of the body 
and no effect will be visible even if the body becomes weak or if the hands and feet and tongue be cut off or if it loses the power of hearing or sight therefore it is evident and certain that the spirit is different from the body and that its duration is independent of that of the body on the contrary the spirit with the utmost greatness rules in the world of the body and its power and influence like the bounty of the sun in the mirror are apparent and visible but when the mirror becomes dusty or breaks it will cease to reflect the rays of the sun 62 perfections are without limit know that the conditions of existence are limited to the conditions of servitude of prophethood and of deity but the divine and the contingent perfections are unlimited when you reflect deeply you discover that also outwardly the perfections of existence are also unlimited for you cannot find a being so perfect that you cannot imagine a superior one for example you cannot see a ruby in the mineral kingdom a rose in the vegetable kingdom or a nightingale in the animal kingdom without imagining that there might be better specimens as the divine bounties are endless so human perfections are endless if it were possible to reach a limit of perfection then one of the realities of the beings might reach the condition of being independent of god and the contingent might attain to the condition of the absolute but for every being there is a point which it cannot overpass that is to say he who is in the condition of servitude however far he may progress in gaining limitless perfections will never reach the condition of deity it is the same with the other beings a mineral however far it may progress in the mineral kingdom cannot gain the vegetable power also in a flower however far it may progress in the vegetable kingdom no power of the senses will appear so this silver mineral cannot gain hearing or sight it can only improve in its own condition and become a perfect mineral but it cannot acquire the power of growth or the power of sensation or attain to life it can only progress in its own condition for example peter cannot become christ all that he can do is in the condition of servitude to attain endless perfections for every existing reality is capable of making progress as the spirit of man after putting off this material form has an everlasting life certainly any being is capable of making progress therefore it is permitted to ask for advancement forgiveness mercy beneficence and blessings for a man after his death because existence is capable of progression that is why in the prayers of baha'u'llah forgiveness and remission of sins are asked 
for those who have died. Moreover, as people in this world are in need of God, they will also need him in the other world. The creatures are always in need, and God is absolutely independent, whether in this world or in the world to come. The wealth of the other world is nearness to God. Consequently, it is certain that those who are near the divine court are allowed to intercede, and this intercession is approved by God. But intercession in the other world is not like intercession in this world. It is another thing, another reality, which cannot be expressed in words. If a wealthy man at the time of his death bequeaths a gift to the poor and miserable and gives a part of his wealth to be spent for them, perhaps this action may be the cause of his pardon and forgiveness and of his progress in the divine kingdom. Also, a father and mother endure the greatest troubles and hardships for their children. And often when the children have reached the age of maturity, the parents pass on to the other world. Rarely does it happen that a father and mother in this world see the reward of the care and trouble they have undergone for their children. Therefore children, in return for this care and trouble, must show forth charity and beneficence, and must implore pardon and forgiveness for their parents. So you ought, in return for the love and kindness shown you by your father, to give to the poor for his sake. With greatest submission and humility, implore pardon and remission of sins, and ask for the supreme mercy. It is even possible that the condition of those who have died in sin and unbelief may become changed. That is to say, they may become the object of pardon through the bounty of God, not through his justice. For bounty is giving without desert, and justice is giving what is deserved. As we have power to pray for these souls here, so likewise we shall possess the same power in the other world, which is the kingdom of God. Are not all the people in that world the creatures of God? Therefore, in that world also they can make progress, as here they can receive light by their supplications. There also they can plead for forgiveness and receive light through entreaties and supplications. Thus, as souls in this world, through the help of the supplications, the entreaties, and the prayers of the Holy Ones, can acquire development, so is it the same after death. Through their own prayers and supplications, they can also progress, more especially when they are the object of the intercession of the holy manifestations. 63. The Evolution of Man in the Other World Know that nothing which exists remains in a state of repose. That is to say, all things are in motion. Everything is either growing 
or declining. All things are either coming from non-existence into being or going from existence into non-existence. So this flower, this hyacinth, during a certain period of time, was coming from the world of non-existence into being, and now it is going from being into non-existence. This state of motion is said to be essential, that is, natural. It cannot be separated from beings, because it is their essential requirement as it is the essential requirement of fire to burn. Thus it is established that this movement is necessary to existence, which is either growing or declining. Now as the spirit continues to exist after death, it necessarily progresses or declines. And in the other world, to cease to progress is the same as to decline. But it never leaves its own condition in which it continues to develop. For example, the reality of the spirit of Peter, however far it may progress, will not reach the condition of the reality of Christ. It progresses only in its own environment. Look at this mineral. However far it may evolve, it only evolves in its own condition. You cannot bring the crystal to a state where it can attain to sight. This is impossible. So the moon, which is in the heavens, however far it might evolve, could never become a luminous sun. But in its own condition, it has apogee and perigee. However far the disciples might progress, they could never become Christ. It is true that coal could become a diamond, but both are in the mineral condition, and their component elements are the same. End of section 25 Recording by Nicholas James Bridgewater Recorded in Oxford, England